What's up, guys? Mitchell Pelkey back with another episode of Pelk Talk. Today I'm joined by now former LSU linebacker Jabril Cox. How you doing, Jabril? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, man. Good, man. Thanks for coming on, man. And a uh, pretty special time for you right now, preparing for the draft. Yeah, it's a great time. Uh, it's a process that I'm looking forward to and willing to put everything into and just uh, continue to thrive through it. There you go. What's your schedule looking like right now? Yeah, my schedule right now is I train from Mondays through Saturdays from 7 to 5 o'clock. And it's just consistent, just going through treatment, going through football drills, weightlifting, and just uh, continue to develop my speed work for the combine. Okay, okay, sweet. Well, let's start at the beginning. You know, what's it like growing up in Kansas City, Missouri? Yeah, Kansas City, it's a special place. Certain parts, it can be dangerous. But overall, Kansas City is a, it's a loving community that I cherish a lot. Growing up, all we did was play sports, me and my family, come from a big family. So uh, just the Kansas City community really knows us and really respects us as a whole family by just athletic-wise, the way we've given ourselves to the whole community. Okay. Well, you said you got a big family. How many, how many siblings do you have? I have uh, six siblings all together, seven including me. Uh, I'm the middle okay. child, three brothers and three sisters. Do you think that that's what makes you the toughest, being in the middle of the, of the oldest and youngest? I think it does. But uh, a lot of times people say that you have the middle child syndrome where you're often yes. uh, left out. But I think I embraced and I loved it. Uh, I have two older brothers, an older sister, and then a younger brother and two younger sisters. So I had the best of both worlds on each end. So I just loved it. That's awesome. So do you, you kind of remember that first memory of, I don't know if it was your pops or, or, or a, a friend that kind of put the ball in your hand for the first time? Yeah, it was uh, my dad. Yeah, he, he played football growing up and then he introduced it to me myself. And then when I was younger, I always watched my uh, older brothers play and just seeing them enjoy that sport and just the way they were just so good at it. It just made me want to do the same thing and be just like them. That's awesome. Well, let's roll into high school. You, you, you went to Raytown South High School and were obviously a stellar athlete there. You know, what was Raytown South High School like? Yeah, Raytown South was uh, full of athletes. Like a lot of a lot of good guys. It was some of my best four years that I've ever had. Just high school and boys. Yeah, it was it, it was great. All the coaches there, they they knew all their stuff, and just me coming in, I gained the respect from a lot of people because they knew about my older brothers, and they always seen me come around, so they knew that I had the potential to be a uh, one of, the, one of the ones to come through there and uh, make it. There you go. Does the name Jason Belzer ring a bell to you? It does. It does. Does it really? It does, yes. Okay, because his son actually went to my high school, and we were good friend, friends throughout high school. That's funny. Okay, yeah. He played, yeah, he that, played at Raytown South, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's so funny because I looked up the high school and I looked up, like, former alumni, and his name popped up with the uh, with the Chiefs and Colts. That's that's crazy, small world. But what, what was the recruiting process like for you? Yeah, the recruiting process for me was a uh, pretty slow. I was under recruited going in my junior year. I had a lot of uh, D1 FBS schools talk to me, but then uh, towards the end of the season, I tore my ACL. And then just going through that whole junior year process, I saw a lot of them back off. And then the FCS schools started to come in. So 
during my senior year, it was a lot of FCS schools talking to me and I was kind of waiting for that FBS school to like give me the scholarship or whatever, but none of them pulled the plug. And then I just continued to uh, do my research on FCS schools because I was really aiming for the top level of ball to compete at. Yeah. And, and then when that didn't happen, I did my research and I found out that North Dakota State was a really great program to uh, join into and seeing all the championships that they won, uh, I wanted to be a part of it. What was your mental like, you know, when you tore that? Was that kind of your first big injury? Yeah, that was my first, one of my first big injuries. When I was younger, I broke my arm. But this one was, it really had an impact on me and humbled me. Because junior year, I thought that I was just, you know, the man. Time, yeah. yeah, I thought I was everything. I thought I was the man. But just having that setback, it really humbled me and let me sit back and think that, I'm taking football for granted and I'm not cherishing every every down and every snap that I play. You kind of get that mindset after that, that it's like, you know, it doesn't matter which play it is. It could be my last. So you got to kind of take it all out in the field, you know. Exactly. And Yeah, exactly. And that's something that uh, I carry on to this day. Yeah, I love that. So you definitely think you were kind of overlooked in high school uh, towards the recruiting process, correct? Yes, correct. Do you think that was the town of football you were playing in or just honestly getting unlucky? Uh, I think the yeah, Kansas City area, the town as a whole, it definitely is under-recruited. Just even from Mizzou, KU, and K-State, those schools, they sleep on athletes in their backyard as a whole. So it's definitely the city as well. Yeah. So then you commit to North Dakota State in January after your senior year. Kind of take me through that timeline of when you're getting looked at to your official to committing. Yeah, uh, North Dakota State, they didn't offer me until Thanksgiving. So it was after the season. Yeah, I was done playing football. Okay. So they offered me, they were talking to me during the summer and said, uh, just go through the season. We'll see how it looks and everything. And I was looking at Illinois State, Missouri State, mostly all the teams in Missouri Valley. So North Dakota State gave me a scholarship Yeah, Thanksgiving. And then during the whole process, I took three visits to UNI, Illinois State, and Missouri State. And then by two weeks before signing day, that's when I was going to decide what school I was going to choose. And it was pretty hard. It was really down between Illinois State and North Dakota State. I was uh, having talks with my parents, liking both schools. But then at the end of the day, right before signing day happened two weeks before, I decided I'm going to go ahead and uh, commit to North Dakota State because I felt it was the right it was the right move. The people there, uh, it felt like a family atmosphere. That's what I really wanted to look for in the school. And just going on through there, I committed. Uh, it was February 3rd. That was signing day. And then after that, I arrived down there in May and started summer uh, workouts and everything down there. So it was a pretty long process for me going into from officially going down to North Dakota State. Was that like a huge relief, obviously, just finally committing and knowing where you're playing for the next four years or three years? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's definitely stressful times during that uh, during that whole before assignment. It's stressful time. Uh, but after you do it, it's a huge sigh of relief. And it's, it's just something getting a full ride scholarship is something that I always wanted and having football be able to do it was something that I wanted to take the weight off of my parents because not coming from 
from a real wealthy type of background and having both parents work hard with and trying to seven kids trying to feed us all and put clothes on us was something that I wanted to do for them. I love that. That's awesome. Did you ever think about taking that route uh, to North Dakota State your spring, your senior year to go early or no? And you just wanted to go in the summer when everyone else went? Yeah, my year was uh, a lot. A lot of people didn't really go in early. So I think the next year, yeah, the next year after me, 2017 class, that's when I, that's when I really started to see a lot of people, yeah, going early. So yeah, I just wanted to go in in the summer during where everybody else was uh, coming in. Going. So when you first got to North Dakota State, did it feel like home from the start? Yes, it did. Yeah, uh, the guys there, being all the guys on campus, even the older guys, they were uh, taking us under their wing, under their wing and uh, just showing us just the way it's done there. Coaches, they pushed you, but they knew that being far away, how you feel with being homesick and everything. So they really made it home, home like for all of us. That's awesome. And what, what was kind of the coaching atmosphere like, you know, in the locker room? What type of coaches were you kind of up against and, and how were they kind of coaching the team? Uh, this team was really a uh, player driven, driven uh, type of style. Uh, you see your coaches, though, they have a coaching style towards it just depends on the player as it is. Some people they have to yell at to tell them to do something. Some people they have to just one time and they'll get it. But we really relied on the older guys in the program to really uh, help the younger guys and moving on with the, with uh, everything and how it's done at North Dakota State. Okay. In high school, you were primarily a quarterback. Is that correct? Yes, I was. And, and you played other positions like linebacker and safety. So when you kind of got to North Dakota State, did you did you know really what your role was? Yeah, going in and recruiting, uh, they told me that they wanted to see me on defense, linebacker. But yeah, in high school, uh, I played quarterback, but I was also playing both ways a lot of the time. So I got the feel for both offense and defense. Was that kind of big to you when they said you were going to play defense or it didn't really matter to you? You just want to get on the field. Yeah, I wanted to get in the field, but also I knew that defensive side of the ball would be one of the safer bets because I'm just coming off an ACL injury. So I didn't want to risk that anymore. So I just wanted to play on the safe side and play defense. There we go. And and you also played you know, four years of basketball at uh, Raytown South. Did you ever think about trying out at North Dakota State? Oh, yeah, I never uh, – no, I never uh, thought about trying out. But, yeah, uh, basketball was some fun times for me. I got All-State my senior year in basketball. So, so that was good. But, but yeah, I, I love basketball, but I I felt that I'm more, I'm more of a football player than a basketball player. Okay. Did they ever have any restrictions on that or was it just a personal decision? Oh, that was just a personal decision, yeah. Okay. So you, so you get to North Dakota State your freshman year in your red shirt. You know, again, was that a personal decision or was that a coach's decision? Yeah, that was a coach's decision. They had a big senior class. So all of us, it was like a week before the first game, uh, they were deciding on whether all of us were going to red shirt or some of us were going to uh, play in a true freshman. But coaches, they told me that they would like to red shirt me because – they didn't want to really waste my talents just on special teams and just uh, going down on kickoff and all that. So they rather save a year for me and that worked out for the best for me. Okay. So then those next three years, you guys kill, you win three consecutive championships, correct? Uh, yes. After, after my uh, first freshman year. Freshman year. Okay. 
What do you think the, the, the biggest takeaway was from those three years that you, you've kind of always kept with yourself? Always keep working. There's always a target on your back. Uh, it doesn't matter what you did last year. Our thing is embrace the target. And one of the things that in our weight room, uh, we couldn't wear any championship gear. Like that's something that was banned. Oh, so like that. just, yeah, going in through it, the championships, that's in the past. It's a whole new year and everybody's coming for you. So you have to embrace the target. There we go. So that next year came and your coaches were always like, all right, it's a new year. We're not talking about last year because you guys won it in three years. That's awesome. I actually like that a lot. And your brother actually played with you at North Dakota State, correct? Yes, he did. Uh, he's he's actually there right now, and uh, they're getting ready to play in the spring. So he plays linebacker with me. But, yeah, me and him, uh, we never really got to play on the field at the same time because he was he's a couple years younger than me, and uh, we basically played the same position. But I've always wanted to be on the field with him and uh, try to play with him. Did what, what? What's the year difference between you two? We're – Two, two years apart. Okay, so when he was a freshman, you were a junior? Yes. Okay, so how was that kind of coaching your little brother? Obviously, you probably did it at Raytown South, but not doing it at college level. How cool was that for you? Uh, it's extremely uh, fun just to do because I know him. I know what gets him going, what upsets him, and I know all the little things that he does and needs. So just having him under my wing in high school and then coming to college yeah. was a uh, it was something that I just loved. That's awesome. I still remember playing my only one season with my brother in lacrosse, and, man, it was awesome, man. Just having a family exactly. out there on the field with you, there's nothing like it. So then you finish your your four years, but three years playing at, at North Dakota State, so you still have, what, two? you still have two years of eligibility, right? Uh, yeah, well, because of COVID, I have an extra year. Yeah. I had an extra year, yeah. Okay, so then you decided to transfer to LSU. You know, what, what was that? Why, why that decision? I felt as though going into it, uh, after the season, after our last season, I got injured during the middle of the season with a torn labrum. So I would have to get surgery after the season. So me and my parents, we thought about it. We we wanted to see, like, at North Dakota State, I've already had three championships. It was either into the draft or into the portal and try to better myself at another level. So the next step with, uh, for us was – I wouldn't be able to enter the draft because I tore my labrum. Then I wouldn't be able to go to a combine and um, senior bowl and all that because I'd be rehabbing. So I think the best bet for us was to enter the portal and try to take my talents to the next level. Okay. And what, and what was that recruiting process? Like, did that kind of bring back memories from high school? It did. Well, yeah, it did. It, uh, it showed a lot uh, being older and like already going through it. I already knew how the coaches are, uh, how they'll try to sweet talk you and all that. So, yeah. so they, uh, the coaches already knew going in how, how I was and just how I was just strictly business and trying to go through that process. That's awesome. And, and kind of breaking it down to those, you know, couple of schools, which, 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 which of those schools w was it at, at the end of the day that you were deciding on? Yeah, I was really deciding between LSU, Baylor and Texas. Those were really the ones that were coming after me heavy. The weekend I was supposed to go on the LSU visit, that's when they shut everything down for COVID. So I wasn't able to go. So basically my whole recruiting was during uh, with phone, through telephone or uh, FaceTime. So virtual stuff, huh? Yeah. How was that? Was that, was that 
obviously you can't really get the feel of campus and everything. Yeah. What, what was that kind of like? Yeah, it was different. Uh, basically, I was just taking a leap of faith and just filling out all the coaches, asking people around, asking players on the team, seeing. Uh, it was it was doing a lot of research during these times. That's awesome. And what is Coach O like as a, as a person, honestly? Yeah. Oh, Coach Joe, he's a he's a fiery uh, player coach type of person. Uh, he loves football. He breathes football 25. I think when he's sleeping, he's dreaming about it. That's what <laughs> that's what I think. So now he's a great coach and uh, he'll do anything for any of his players. That's something that uh, I like about him a lot. What about LSU sealed the deal for you uh, that, that Texas and Baylor couldn't really provide? What was that? The need at linebacker for LSU and then just the tradition, it's LSU. Like when you see LSU and you just talk about LSU, everybody knows LSU. Uh, seeing that they had uh, a couple linebackers leave and go first and third round in the past draft and seeing that I could come in and fill that role was something that was really big to me. Okay. So you get there and, 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 and you play well and you're playing linebacker for LSU. How much of a different, different atmosphere is it playing at LSU than North Dakota state? Yeah, it's a, it's a real big difference in the atmosphere. Uh, even though there was only about 25,000 being able in the stadium, but yeah. it's still, you can hear the roar. Uh, you see all the fans just being on campus. Uh, everybody breathes and dies. LSU football so it's something that I like going to especially going to other SEC stadiums yeah like uh, over there in Texas A&M going to the swamp in Florida yeah. beating them so it's sick. yeah it it was an experience that I loved that's awesome you know specifically football talk how different how fast of a game is it from North Carolina State to LSU I felt that I was up to speed uh with everything coming from North Dakota State because just the way we practice and everything, uh, the only difference was you might have a lot more athletes on the other side of the ball and around you, but just the speed of things, the way uh, North Dakota State prepared me, it felt kind of the same. That's awesome. That's great. And and after this season, you, you declare for the draft and you still had one more season. Why that decision? Uh, I felt I did all I could to help prepare me for the next step. Just playing in this one season, I got a feel of the height, the next highest level between pro and the SEC West division of playing ball. And I felt that I was uh, well polished enough. Uh, being 22 years old, you have a clock on you, a uh, okay. ticking clock. And uh, it's a race to get try to get to that second contract in the NFL. So I felt it was the time. There you go. And how, how much of like a, a childhood dream come true has been just declaring and and preparing and just waiting for that date to get drafted yeah it's been this is all me and my family even my brother this is something that we we're in the room just talking about dreaming about uh saying man i can't wait to play in the nfl watching the guys on tv uh, i can't wait to do what they're doing and just making it reality right now is just something i'm taking all in just going through the process and i'm loving every minute of it and you kind of hit on earlier about you know, your schedule right now, but, you know, is it as like grueling as it actually sounds? You know, you you're, you're wake up and you said you're training for almost 12 hours out of the day. You know, obviously you love and want to do it, but how hard is it? Oh, it's, 
it, it can be hard to someone that doesn't love it, doesn't love the process. If you don't like the process of it, then yeah, you're going to hate it. But it's all about what you make it. Um, just going through the day. I know it's 12 hours, but it's like chopped up through it. Yeah. So it can be as hard as you want and as easy as you want if you push yourself. So I like to push myself, uh, try to get better during each period of it. Okay. And what would you say is the hardest part for you about training right now? Is it like the taking care of your body? Is it the actual working part, working out part? Is it, is it the eating part? What would you say is the hardest for you? Um, it'd be just preparing mentally for the, uh, the interview prep with the coaches, not knowing uh, what they're going to say, uh, just trying to be prepared. Cause you never know. Uh, you might be in a, either a zoom call with Bill Belichick and then him, trying to tell you some questions. So just seeing those coaches on TV, uh, Pete Carroll, and then uh, hopefully being in a Zoom call with them, you're just trying to be prepared and just uh, be the best version of a football player you can. Who do you think you, you're going to be most nervous for? I see, like, growing up, I'm a big Chiefs fan. So yeah. seeing Andy Reid, uh, I know he's he's one of those guys that you just see like, wow, that's really Andy Reid. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him a lot. That's, that's cool. What about player-wise? Who's a guy that's still currently playing that you kind of idolized growing up? Uh, what, one of the guys playing right now uh, that I look up to a lot is uh, Chris Board. He plays for the um, Baltimore Ravens. He's one of the guys that really took me under his wing uh, in Baltimore. He was an undrafted free agent, and he's he's in his third year right now. So he, he really helped me become the football player that I am today. So I'm really looking forward to uh, – just connecting with him and just seeing how it went through with him and just continue to uh, contact with him. Okay. Well, what would you say is the most exciting part about, you know, getting to a team and being drafted? Is it you know, being around those guys? Is it, is it talking to the vets? Is it, is it getting the gears of being in the locker room or what is that for you? Oh, it's just seeing your, seeing all the guys around and, just seeing that you're getting paid to do what you love. That's something that's, yeah. It's, yeah, this is really your job. Like you don't have to have school to go with it. You don't have to go to study hall for classes. This is just football. Your life is football 24 yeah. seven. So this is, that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. And, and how crazy is it to you that you, you could, re I mean, realistically be playing with some cat that's double your age. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It it truly is a grown man's game. Like yeah. you can see, I could I could be on the field playing against Brady, and Brady's yeah. been in the league since I was <laughs> even before I was born. Type yeah. <laughs> so that's just crazy. You know that's that's weird to think about. But but last question, kind of a different question. This is one I always end my podcast with. If if you could have a dinner and there's five seats at the table, you're in one of them. You can pick who the other four are, dead or alive. Who are they? Ooh, that, uh, oh, that, that is a good question. Yeah. Um, let's go with Michael Jackson. Okay. Tupac. Okay. And then let's go Beyonce, Rihanna. Okay. I love that. <laughs> and, and Bill Gates. Okay. Oh, Bill yeah. Gates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I, I appreciate it, man. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for hopping on, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.